Great. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> hey, before I get going, uh, let's take a look at this. This is just, of course, this is on, this is computerized anyway. But, but you know, if you open up your Bible, you got Genesis, Exodus. Then you know, it goes all the way down here to Revelation. And 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 this is what's so cool about our Bible. They go, some people try to be smart. They'll go, what Bible? <laughs> Ours is history. Okay, everything's history. So, oh, Richard, it's theological. No, it's not. The Book of Philemon. That was a letter. It's history. It was history. Look at this one, Galatians. Paul writing to the book. I mean, to the to the church at Galatia. It's a it's history. Okay, every bit of this is historic. Praise the Lord. Now, what you get out of that, you know, praise the Lord, <clears throat> is we get knowledge from you know we find out about what the Lord did and what He did one time. He'll do for you. So anyway, you got the book of Genesis, of course, beginnings there, and then you've got Exodus, which is kind of strange. You think, well, what has happened there? Well, if you follow what goes on in Genesis, we'll just take it. Just listen to me just a moment. Book of Genesis, Adam and Eve, there you go. A person and his wife, her name is Eve. And even Adam said later, says he named his wife Eve because she'll be the mother of all living. You know, praise the Lord. Okay, wow. All right, but anyway, when you take Adam here, and by the third chapter here, oh, which is real quick, 20 verses apiece almost, something like that. And by the third chapter, all of a sudden, you know, they've fallen, you know, and they're not in the garden anymore. They're still there. The Lord's still there, but they're just not in that garden. And it tells you why. Because there was another tree in there. God did not want them getting near that tree in the state they were in, which was a fallen state. Anyway, by the fourth chapter, you see a genealogy. Uh, after Cain, uh, excuse me, after, no, excuse me, at fourth chapter, Cain killed Abel. Okay, and so by the fifth chapter, you see uh, Eve had another son named Seth. And, and, and if you, when you read the fifth chapter, just a few verses later, it says, Adam, after Seth was born, lived to be, you know, 930-something years old and had what? Many sons and daughters. Okay, so all this stuff about, well, where did all the kids come from? Anyway, there's only 10 grandkids there. I mean, 10, you can go granddad, 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 and all of a sudden Noah. Pick up with another family. Might as well because there will be no families after that flood except Noah. Then you pick up there with Noah and you've got three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. And you can see the chart back there and look at these. But you could build this your own in Excel. Okay. Then, so by the ninth chapter, because it took three chapters for this flood to take place and all that was going on. By the ninth chapter, then they're off the boat and then it shows history again. The Tower of Babel. It's got genealogies from these three sons. Ham's kids were the Canaanites. They're repopulating the earth. And then you go back and quit thinking what somebody may have told you in school and whatever. They told me to, you know, myths and legends or whatever, you know. All civilizations have got knowledge of a flood. Something must have happened. Yeah, like a flood, okay? Plus, you can look at the evidence out there, scratch around on the ground and look around, and you'll realize there was a flood. But anyway, so back to the scriptures here. So now we see that you got Ham, Shem, and Japheth. And then so in the 10th chapter, uh, you've got the Tower of Babel. And then by the end of the 11th chapter, you've got genealogy, which is not far from, from Noah. It's easy to track. It's only like 10. 10 generations, might be 13 or 14. All of a sudden, you come to... Abraham, wow. And then it's stories about Abraham and how God has blessed him and took care of him and promised him the holy land and all this kind of stuff. So that's this story. God told Abraham that his descendants would be in Egypt for 400 years. And that's where you pick up with Exodus. <clears throat> and the wonderful stories prior to that was who was second in command uh, to Pharaoh? Joseph. It's kind of like Daniel. When Daniel was in the lion's den, he was, remember he was a he was the prime minister. They threw him in the lion's den because he was so great. They didn't want him. 
wasn't because he prayed. They used that as an excuse to try to kill him. Praise the Lord. But anyway, Darius loved Daniel. Okay, all right, here we go. So then it puts us right here in Exodus. They get out. They're on the way to where the promised land. Uh, the book of Levi is just like I say, it's for the Levites. It's how to operate in that uh, tabernacle structure. And then ver- chapter, anyway, n- numbers here, they're on their way. Now, we finished last week with the red heifer. Remember that? Okay, so let's pick up right where we left off. And you'll notice they've gone to the promised land, but they turned around because they said, we can't go in there. The ninth chapter was the red heifer. Let's look at that just a moment. See, here it was. Uh, <clears throat> he shall take a red heifer. Remember that? And that's in the book of Hebrews too. The blood of bulls and goats. So here we go. Chapter 20. The people of Israel arrived in the wilderness of Zin. Fairy tales. Fake stuff. Fake news. No, it's not. They are totally indicting themselves with all these places. It's not. They arrived at the wilderness of Zin in April and camped at Kadesh where Miriam died. Now, who's Miriam? Well, Aaron just said he met somebody named Moses. And he said, well, we're brothers. So that was Aaron and Moses. And they had a sister named Miriam. Miriam died. Now, this is at the end of almost 40 years. Moses puts him, he was already at 80. Remember that? So now he's almost 120. And he's not going to the promised land. We're fixing to find it out in a minute right here. This is what's going to get him. This is the reason, Moses, we've heard it and we just try to follow along. Moses is a type of Jesus. Well, isn't that interesting? Moses can go to the promised land. He's a real type of Jesus. No, don't try to jump into the New Testament and make all these connections. Just take the history. Because when Jesus was talking, he just says, this happened, this happened, this happened. Didn't you read? And you'll go, oh yeah, I read. Don't try to make it all relate as far as some sort of spiritual meaning. Mm-mm. Watch what the, the sensible thing is. What can I do like they did? All right, here we go. So Miriam dies and was buried. There was not enough water to drink at that place. Now remember, Numbers chapter 20. Now in your head, because you've been here, you know, and heard these things recently or whatever, uh, you'll go, not again. Yes, again. Remember, this is the population is about all of Atlanta. Man. Notice what they said. There was not enough water to drink at that place. Well, God can't take care of them, can he? Oh, yes, he can. But look what they did. So the people again rebelled against Moses and Aaron. Wow. A great mob formed. And they held a protest meeting. Would that we had died with our dear brothers, the Lord killed. Oh, really? The Lord did it, huh? Like y'all didn't have anything to do with it. Boy, they shouted at Moses. You have deliberately brought us into this wilderness to get rid of us, along with our flocks and herds. Hello. Well, let's just go back to Egypt. Let's see how great that is. Every child in Exodus chapter 1 is being thrown into the Nile. Well, women are allowed to live, but the guys were supposed to be killed. And then they were under terrible burdens because the Israelis were a threat to the Egyptians. Oh, yeah, let's go right back. Why did you ever make us leave Egypt and bring us to this evil place? Oh, my gosh. Now, remember in chapters prior to this, the ground opened up. Korah and his little group of rebellion people, 250 people in all, they were leaders of of, uh, the Israelites too. They all, it wasn't good for them. Remember uh, Aaron's rods already budded. All right, so notice what happens here. It's going to come up again. It's all fakes. It's lies. Well, then here comes the rod again. Watch this. Well, you didn't bring us in. Where are the, where's the wonderful, fertile land of wonderful crops and figs and vines and pomegranates? You're told there isn't enough water to drink. Where is it? You sent 12 of your guys over there and you brought it back and you told the Lord to his face, we can't go in there because there's giants in the land. Boy, Moses and Aaron turned away to the entrance of the tabernacle. 
What's the tabernacle? Oh, please. We've been reading. We know what the tabernacle is. It was a specific structure set up. It was a copy of what it looked like in heaven, where God was the mercy seat. Okay. Moses and Aaron turned away, went to the, inter- the entrance of the tabernacle where they fell da- face downward before the Lord, and the glory of the Lord appeared. You know, you know when you read these things, you, you go, Lord, boy, you sure showed up a lot back there in the Old Testament. Yeah, and you're training yourself that he's not here. Melody even said last week, where two or more are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. He didn't say, well, give me a little while because I'm not on your time frame like we believe is so traditional. It's a scripture, isn't it? No, it's not. No such scripture that says God's on his own timetable, not ours. No, men say that when they go, I don't understand what didn't happen right then. Daniel prayed and the angel said, I was sent the moment you prayed. The moment you prayed, I sent. Eliezer, Abraham's servant, was praying, Lord, have it be one of these girls that come down here so I don't have to waste my time out here. And before he finished his prayer, there she was. Oh, oh, what was her name? Rachel. Gosh, I mean, Rebecca. Wow. And he went on and told the group that night, man, when I was standing there praying, before I finished my prayer, Rebecca showed up. Wow. Anyway. Moses and Aaron turned away. Okay, so the glory of the Lord appeared. And he said to Moses, get Aaron's rod. Now, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, hold on a minute. Where is that rod? Now, don't, you know, we've not fallen asleep here. We haven't forgotten. Remember, Aaron's rod is where? It's in the Holy of Holies. You're not supposed to go in there. But remember, God said Moses could go in there anytime he wanted to. Now, remember, that's a type of you and I. Praise the Lord. Because who was the high priest? It wasn't Moses. The high priest was Aaron. He said to Moses, Get Aaron's rod. Then you and Aaron must summon the people. As they watch, speak to that rock over there and tell it to pour out its water. Now, catch that phrase, speak to the water, tell it to pour its water out. Because Moses is not going to do that, okay? As they watch, speak to that rock, okay? You will give them water from a rock, enough for the people and all their cattle. Now, don't jump ahead and go, Jesus is the rock. I get it. Stay with the story. Good grief. We know he's the rock. Don't muddy up everything. It, it, this is a rock. In other words, when it's impossible, don't think, well, the rock stands for Jesus. No, listen, your problems are real and they are going to wipe you out. They're designed to destroy you. The Satan says, you know, the Bible says that, uh, well, Jesus told us Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You know, <clears throat> it's like, well, there's no hope. Well, watch this. Even when there's no hope, there is hope. So he says, speak to that rock over there, tell it to pour out uh, water. Enough for the people and all their cattle. <laughs> really? Oh, that's really good. Well, Moses did as instructed. Eh, to a point. Watch this. He took the rod from the place where it was kept, and Moses summoned the people, come over to gather the rock. And remember, uh, Moses is just, oh, he's just so sweet. Oh, really? Look what he says. Listen, you rebels. <laughs> he was ticked off. Now, remember, he didn't like what Korah did to him either. Must we, must we bring water from this rock? <laughs> well, Moses knew it was going to happen. That's good. Moses lifted up the rod and now who told him to do that? Nobody did. Uh-oh. He struck the rock twice and water gushed out and the people, you know, and their cattle drank. Now a lot of people go, well, so wait, 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 I'm a scientist. I'm a scientist. The, the moon and the stars were lined up and the earth had, it was, it was an earthquake right then. We don't need any of that. I'm telling you, this is all Jesus. It's all Jesus. You're not going to be able to figure this stuff out other than, wow. Now watch this. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not believe me, did not sanctify me in the eyes of the people, you shall not bring them into the land that I promised them. The name of this place, oh, brother. 
but Lord, this never happened. Oh, yeah, it did. It did. It was called Meribah, meaning rebel waters, because that was where the people of Israel fought against Jehovah and where he showed himself to be holy before them. Moses mentions this in his Gettysburg Address in the next book when he recaps. See, Moses is fixing to die here. It's fixing to all be over for him. Because they're at the borders of the promised land where they're fixing to. Okay, watch what happens. Then Moses, while Moses was at Kadesh, he sent messengers to the king of Edom. Now watch closely here. We are descendants of your brother Israel. That's what Moses said. He declared, well, his, his ambassador said. You know our sad story. Notice it says, of your brother Israel. Now who's Edom? Jacob and Esau. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob had a twin brother named Esau. His descendants are the Edomites, okay? And the Lord was blessing them, really was. But the promise for all these fantastic blessings was on Jacob, or on Israel. You know our sad history, how our ancestors went down into, oh, that's lies, it's fables! No, he knew the Edomites knew this. We stayed there a long time, 400 years, became slaves of the Egyptians, but when we cried to the Lord, look at that, he heard us, sent his angel, and brought us out of Egypt. Same thing David said in the Psalms over and over again. Psalm 37, Psalm 34, he said, taste and see that the Lord's good. Cry out to him, he'll help you. Okay, and now we're here at Kadesh, we're at Montgomery, we're near Birmingham, we encamped on the borders of the land. Please let us pass through your country. Now notice what these ambassadors said. We'll be careful not to go through your planted vineyards, I mean, through your planted fields, nor through your vineyards. We won't even, we won't even what? Man, these people are starving, ain't they? No, they're not starving. We won't even drink from your wells. We'll stay on the main road and not leave until we crossed your border on the other side. Well, the king of Edom, he didn't care if we were kinfolk. Stay out. If you attempt to enter my land, I'll meet you with an army. But sir, we're not going to bother your stuff. Man, uh-uh. Wouldn't let them go. Protested the Israeli ambassadors. We'll stay on the main road. We won't even drink your water unless we pay whatever you demand. We just want to pass through. The king of Edom, Edom was adamant, stay out. Now, we're heading toward the stories. Actually, it's the next chapter. Two chapters is Balaam, the talking donkey, you know, that story and whatever. And remember, Israel was a massive, it was all Atlanta. That's the reason the king got up on a mountain and said, curse all this. Just Remember, why have an exodus? Why don't we just say we left? We got on a plane and left. There was three of us. Exodus was huge. We have the counts, the first of November, just the men that were ready to go to war, 600,000. They got moms and dads and kids and everything else. That's where you get your 3 million to 6 million. Okay. King of Edom said, no, you're not coming through here. Boy, and he brought his army out with a great force. Because Edom refused to allow Israel to pass through their country, Israel turned back uh, and journeyed from Kadesh to Mount Hor. So they made a U-turn. They're going back around toward the Red Sea. They're going to come around the other side. We've got to come around the other side of Gunnersville. Okay. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron at the border of the land of Edom, the time has come for Aaron to die. He shall not enter the land I've given the people of Israel, for the two of you rebelled against my instructions concerning the water at Meribah. Now take Aaron and his son Eleazar, lead him up to Mount Hor. There you'll remove Aaron's priest. Remember, he had all these fancy turban, all this cool stuff and all that stuff. What Your name was on that turban. Your name was up here and your name was on the chest thing. It was really... And the Bible said it was so the Lord would remember you. So today, Jesus is in the presence of the Lord, and he remembers you. Okay. So anyway, so take those garments off, and we're not going to quit the priesthood. It's not over with, because this guy dies. No, his son is taken over. Put him on Eliezer, and Aaron shall die there. Now, I want to make a note here. 
Look how the Lord knows about your life. Oh, we just got to quit this worrying stuff. Just don't worry. Lord's going to take care of you from cradle to grave. He really will. Okay. Well, Moses did the Lord said. The three of them went up together to Mount Hor, and all the people watched. And when they reached the summit, Moses removed the priestly garments from Aaron, put them on his son. Aaron died there. Moses and Aaron returned, and the people informed of, and when the people were informed of Aaron's death, they mourned for him for 30 days. Okay, one more chapter. We're going to stop right here, but watch this. Myths and fables. Never happened. Well, there's going to be a big uh-oh here because Jesus is going to refer to this incident right here. The king of Aaron. Now watch this. Man, they already couldn't go through this land because this king of Edom didn't want them to. Now remember, the Lord wasn't going to let them attack the Moabites, which were descendants of Lot. And he wasn't going to let them attack the Edomites because they were kin to... Remember, it was Jacob's brother, his twin brother, whatever. Okay, so the king Aaron heard the Israelis were approaching. They were traveling the same route as the spies. He mobilized his army. Boy, he attacked Israel, taking some of the men as prisoners. Hey, the people of Israel vowed to the Lord if he would help them conquer the king of Arad and his people, they would completely annihilate the cities of that area. Wow. The Lord heeded their request. Boom, boom, boom. It was over with. Look at that. He defeated the Canaanites. The Israelis, look at this. Myths and legends. Completely destroyed them and their cities. Oh, man, here comes this name and stuff again. The name of that region is called, go look it up, it's on the map, utterly destroyed. Now, for crying out loud, we've heard of Sodom and Gomorrah, hadn't we? That place was wiped out. Genesis chapter 18, whatever it is. Okay. Then the people of Israel returned to Mount Hor. From there, they continued along toward the Red Sea in order to go around the land of Edom. The people were, oh no, here we go again, very discouraged. They began, here they go, they began to murmur against God and to complain against Moses. Now watch it. What did he say? Murmur against God and complain against Moses. Now what has God done to them to hurt them? He took them to the promised land and they said, we can't. He's been providing them day and night with all this help. And here they go. Look what they said. Why have you brought us out to Egypt to die in this wilderness? They, that, that is, they whined. They what? He didn't bring them out there to die in the wilderness. Look what they said. Boy, they couldn't keep their mouth shut. There's nothing to eat here. They had quail not too long ago, probably even more than that. There's nothing to drink, and we hate this insipid manna. Oh, man. <clears throat> Alabama oh, Medical Services, EMS, sometimes your veterinarians and stuff like this. They'll have a symbol up there. That's where it come from. They've got a pole with a snake on it. Now, some of the ones who are, we don't believe in nothing, but our make-believe gods, they have one that's got two snakes. And that is a reference to a, a, some sort of god or whatever about Greek mythology stuff. But the one with a single pole, and you'll see this on Huntsville, Hemsy and other, other rescues things, it has a pole with a single snake on it. All right, poisonous snakes among the punishment. Many of them were bitten and died. Well, Lord, they were asking for it. So we, I mean, you, got, you believe that? You sent us out here to kill us. Mm, man. Remember, there were several times. I mean, it, it, they were trying. They were going to kill. This was a mob. They were going to kill Moses. Aaron's dead now. They were going to kill Moses. Remember, Joshua's right in the middle of this. 
Anyway, then the people came to Moses and cried out, We've sinned. We've spoken against Jehovah and against you. Pray for him to take away the snakes. Now, wait a minute. You can't tell God what to do. This was his will. I learned that I had to get over this because, boy, when I was starting to pay attention at church and 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years, whatever, and, I'm sitting, and I go listen, and I'm like, well, the reason it didn't work out is God's will, you know. You can't tell God what to do. Man, if it hurts, tell the Lord. Look what they did here. The people, they cried to Moses said, we've sinned. We've spoken against Jehovah and against you. Yeah, great. You figured it out. Pray to him to take away the snakes. Now, look what Moses did. Moses prayed for the people. Look what the Lord said. Make a bronze replica one of, those, uh, of one of those snakes. Attach it to the top of a pole. Anyone, look at this. This is total make-believe. Man, this is just can't be so. It was. Anyone who's bitten. Oh, oh, oh. Ah, uh. Hey, your best friend said, hey, look at that pole they just made. Yeah, but now nah, I'm going to die in a minute. Huh? Nah. And you just start reminding yourself of all the miracles. This is a new one. Heck yeah, where's that thing at? There it is. If you just looked at that pole, look at that. He shall live if he simply looks at it. So Moses made the replica. Anyone who had been bitten looked at the bronze snake. He recovered. You ever heard of John 3.16? God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Guess what? That reference is verse 15. Look at this. I'm going to show you another one here, too. That's, ooh, man. Okay, John, chapter 3, say 16. God slowed the world. See it? And as Moses, I don't have time to read the Bible. <laughs> Jesus thought you knew these. See how Jesus thought we knew these things. We knew these things, and we should. Boy, it's history. Oh, Lord, come on. There ain't nobody named Moses. Jesus was standing on a mountain. He starts glowing and everything else. John, what is it? Uh, no, it's Matthew 17. And all of a sudden, whew, Elijah shows up. Moses shows up. So guess who got to go to the Holy Land? I'm sure Jesus said, well, you finally made it, did you? <laughs> you know, whatever. All right, here we go. So he says, and as Moses in the wilderness lifted up the bronze image of a serpent on a pole, so must I be lifted on a pole. Now, I remember as a kid, I never knew the story. I took it for granted. Well, okay, he had some sort of bronze pole, whatever. And, and then he goes on and says, Anyone that believes in me will have eternal life. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Boom, you got bit by that dumb snake. What's the cure? I got to be a good guy. I got to be the greatest guy. I pray all day long. No, you ain't got time. The Lord's instructions were to Moses... Tell that rock to produce, you know, water. Moses said, let me add to it. <laughs> I'm just going to slug that thing. No. God said, all you got to do is look at this bronze serpent. Jesus comes along and says, you're not going to get to heaven by just, uh, oh, except by only trusting me. Wow. Look at that. God didn't send his son to let you die by some snake bite. Same thing. He didn't come to condemn it, but to save it. Now, guess what else? Mercy's sake. So let me go back to that story just a second. Oh, where were we? We were in 21, I think. 21? No, yeah, yeah, we were right there. Okay, so, man, now everybody's starting to live. Hallelujah. Okay, all right. So uh, anybody that looked at that thing recovered. Now, I want to go to, we're going to jump ahead about 
500 years, 600, something like that. Second Kings, a guy that you know, you've heard real well, Hezekiah. Hezekiah was a good king. Remember, there was a good king, bad king, good king, bad. His daddy was a loser. Man. Okay. And you can read these stories for yourself because Hezekiah doesn't have it about three or four chapters, and that's it. All right. Watch this. One day, one day let's see, Second Kings. Oh, 18, excuse me. I need 18. Let's do it this way. Boom, 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 boom. All right, new king of Judah, Hezekiah. Father's name was, might as well call him a loser. <laughs> Actually, he turned around toward the end and wound up being pretty, but at the time, Ahaz, he was really bad. 25 years, 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abai. Fables, fables never happened. Oh, it did happen to him. Okay. Isaiah writes about this guy, tells a story about him too. His character of his reign was good, similar to that of David. Yeah, now watch what he did in verse 4. You ever heard about that snake we were just talking about? Look at this. Boy, he removed the shrines on the hills. He broke down the obelisks, knocked down the shameful idols of Asher, broke up the... What? Broke up the bronze serpent that Moses made because the people started worshiping it. Burning incense to it. Man, I tell you what, I'm pretty smart, but I could not in my best day ever come up with a Bible. This stuff is too, I don't know how it's, well, you know why? It's, it's because we have fake news today. You cannot, you can try to rewrite history all you want to, but history is history. You can try to tell people that your parents, people can try to tell you your parents are not Billy and Nell Adair. Uh-uh, it is true. You can't erase that. And all the history of your life, it's woven with all kinds of things. People can say it never happened, but it's tough. It did happen. The truth is going to come out. Jesus referenced that serpent. Wow. Hezekiah went over and kicked it down. <laughs> Probably had it burned because the people were going crazy 800 years later. Look at what they were doing. Oh, and look at this. He pointed out it's just a hunk of bronze. Oh, but we worship you. Look what he did. So anyway, notice this. He trusted very strongly in the God of Israel. In fact, none of the kings before him or after him were as close to God as he was. He followed the Lord in everything. Now, why do we have the details here? Well, so we can do the same thing. Look at this. Oh, he, he carefully obeyed all of God's commands to Moses. Now, remember, all of God's commands to Mo, Moses, even Moses, we were all blowing it, but we have the blood. It's not a matter of, I'm so perfect. Look at this. Here it is. Look at this. Here it is. So the Lord was with him and prospered Everything he did. Why do we have that? So we can go, oh, Hezekiah, man, I can't wait to get to heaven and talk to you. No, we can do the same thing. You can go back and read all about Hezekiah. Do you know one time Hezekiah, this is in Isaiah, Hezekiah got, got sick. Matter of fact, he probably didn't know about it. Let me do that again. He had a buddy of his come up by the name of Isaiah. Oh, yes, Isaiah, what a prophet. Yeah, he was a good prophet. Guess what he did? He walked into... King Hezekiah said, sir, you're going to die. And the Lord says, time of your life's over with. See, remember I was telling you about how the Lord knows your life. He'll take care of you. Well, you know what Hezekiah did? You can read the story for yourself. It's in Isaiah. It's also in 2 Kings, probably the next chapter here. But, but anyway, Hezekiah, when he found out he was going to die, he didn't go call anybody but Jesus. Lord, I don't want to go yet. I've lived for you. Anyway, before Isaiah, the one that told him, you're going to die. And actually, he said, get your house in order. You're going to die. Make sure your kids, your grandkids are all taken care of. The Bible says that Hezekiah, he went for the Lord before the wall and cried. Lord, 
Anyway, before Hezekiah could get out of the courtyard, the Lord tells, Hezekiah, tells Isaiah, go back in there. Remember, this is Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet, whatever. You know, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, that guy. The Lord says, go back in there. And Isaiah didn't go, well, I can't be God. No, he knew it was. He goes back into Hezekiah and says, I've added 15 more years to your life. Praise God. Now, what do you think you're going to do? What do you think I'm going to do if I run across something like that? I'm going to do what he did. Praise the Lord. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Of course we would. Okay. So now let's go back and see what happened next and close this up. All right, so now we know about that bronze serpent. Wow, that thing's been around a while until Hezekiah <laughs> destroyed it. Says, you guys got to cut this out. Okay, here we go. Uh, I think we're at 20, wasn't it? 21? Okay. All right, 21. Okay, so now they went around, and these stupid snakes were coming out, and they got in trouble over that. Okay, now look at this. Israel journeyed to Aboth and camped there. And they went into whatever. You know, they're Gunnersville, Arab, New Market, in the wilderness. Short distance from Moab. And as they traveled along the valley of the brook of Zered, they set up camp. They removed, no, then they moved to the far side of the Arnon River near the borders of the Amorites. The Arnon River is the, the border between the Moabites and the Ammonites. You know, the SEC, Auburn versus Alabama. It's just, you, you see where we're coming from here. Now watch this. This myth, is that what it says? No. This fact, look at this, is mentioned in the books of the wars of Jehovah. Guess what? I don't know where that book is, but it must have been there. I bet you somebody's got it somewhere. Look at that. This fact. Wow. And it stated that the valley of the Arnon River and the city of Wahab lies between the Ammonites and the people of Moab. Now watch this. Here we go. Remember what Hezekiah was? Everything he was doing was being blessed. Look at this. Israel traveled to Beer, meaning a well. This is the place where the Lord said, some of the people, I'll give them water. Lord, don't you want them to go dry? No. He said, I'll bless your water and bread. Take sickness out of the midst of you. Praise the Lord. This is what's happened in a song. This is like naming the place. They wrote a song about this one, you know. Brad Paisley, what did he write that song for? Something happened. He wrote the song because he thought it was cool. Spring up a well. Sing of the water. Why don't you say, spring up a well. We're out here to die. God wants us to die out here. No. This is the well the leaders dug. It was hollowed with their staves and shovels. Wow. Then they left the desert, proceeded through Matana and Nahathel and Baoth. In the words, this place, this place, this place. Then the valley of the plateau of Moab, which overlooks the desert with Mount Pisgah in the distance. Now, Pisgah in the distance is coming up. They're fixing to go in the promised land from Pisgah over here and another mountain over here. They're going to pronounce blessings on each other because when they get there, they've made it to the promised land. But anyway, look at this. Wrap it up here. Israel now sent ambassadors to King Sahan of the Amorites. Well, he's going to be toast, no question. Let us travel through your land, they requested. We will, leave, we will not leave the road until we've passed your borders. We won't trample on your fields. We're not going to touch your vineyards nor drink your water. Why not? We've got an endless supply with Jesus. We already know it. Get it from a rock. What do we care? You know, praise the Lord. But King Sahan refused. Now, I think he was a giant, too. I think I, uh, one of these guys was. Instead, he mobilized his army. Let's see how long that lasts. Attacked, wilderness in the, uh, attacked Israel in the wilderness, battling them at Jahaz. But Israel slaughtered them. <laughs> now, where on earth did these guys become such military geniuses? They weren't. They were slaves. Now, they did have a doggone good army and stuff. Because the Lord had them all count them all out. And they had some generals and stuff. But, man, they didn't have all this practice stuff. Boy, Israel slaughtered them. 
occupied their land from the Arnon River to the Jabbok River as far as the borders of the Ammonites, and, uh, but they were stopped there by the rugged terrains, kind of like mountains. So Israel captured all the cities of the Amorites. Look at that. They're not even in the promised land. Look what happened. Just hold on for 10 seconds and you'll be grilling out steaks somewhere. You'll be fine. Wow. Look at that. And they captured all the cities of the Amorites and lived in them. Now, now I want you to see how big a miracle this is. You're going to see it in this next little phrase right here. Watch this. Something about King Sahan. He was like, I will call it Alabama football. I mean, we are undefeatable. I mean, you know, it's like, who's ever going to beat Alabama? Well, that's what's happening here. Israel captured all the cities of the Amorites, lived in them, including Heshbon, which had been King Sahan's capital. The ancient poets, somebody wrote this down, referred to how big a hotshot this guy was in this poem. Come to Heshbon, the king of Sahan's capital, for a fire has flamed forth and devoured. No, he's the greatest king ever. Kind of like Nebuchadnezzar, and he bit the dust. Okay. It was all because of the Lord. The city of Ar and Moab, all the heights of the Arnon River. Woe to Moab, you're finished, O people of Kamish. Whoops, I lost that, didn't I? But all of a sudden, you bit the dust when the Israelis got there. Your sons and daughters have fled, and your daughters are captured by the king of Sion of Amorites. He's destroyed the little children, the men and women as far as, but where are they now? Wiped out. In Moses' speech, right before Joshua and them going to the promised land, he says, hey, don't you forget about King Sion. There's another one, King Og, too. He's going to remember that he's next. You'll wipe him out just the same. I mean, there, no weapon formed against you prosper. Here we go. All right, while Israel was in the Amorite countries, Moses sent spies to look over Jazer area. He followed up with an armed attack. Look at that, capturing all the towns. There it is. They next turned attention to the city of Bashan, but King Og of Bashan met them with the army of Endre. The Lord told Moses, don't fear. That enemy was already conquered. Wow. Same thing will happen to Og as happened to King Sion of Heshbon, the Lord assured him. And sure enough, this is the last verse, Israel was victorious and killed King Og and his sons and his subjects so that not a single survivor remained. Israel occupied the land. Praise the Lord. Now, we're just moments from being in the promised land. So this is what happened during those 40 years. So all the whining and stuff didn't do them any good. Wow, anyway. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word today. We just thank you that, Lord, if we're not feeling good, just like that bronze serpent, praise the Lord. We don't need to look for it. We look for you. You'll help us just as instantly as you help them. Same thing's true financially. Where's the water? Where's the other? You'll fix it. Praise the Lord. And if it's not something we mentioned today, just some other problem we're faced with, praise the Lord, we know you're so great, you'll take care of that. That doesn't leave anything left but for us to tell others what good things you've done in our life. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.